0: Did you not hear that?
1: Oh, chance time. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Chance Time, everybody. <laughs> My name is Curtis Lowe. I'm hosting today. With me is Ryan Speakman. Hello. And
2: all bills. Dance time. <laughs> chance time. We're leaving that no, we're in. Just gonna we're, go we're not it. doing another take of that. But... <laughs>
1: I think it's perfect as it is. I don't know what happened. I couldn't see your stream, so I didn't hear any of the music. But that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Cool. How you guys doing? It's great. <laughs> cool.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right.
2: Well, I love
0: it. I am also good.
1: I'm. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> I'm excited. This will be a fun episode to talk about Metroidvanias. But first things first, we got our first thing. Let's go first.
0: I would like to go first, and I hopefully am not stealing your one thing, Curtis. But last week, Paul Bills could not record the podcast, and Curtis and I were like... We could do an episode together, and so we thought about it for a little bit, but then we also said, but we could also play Super Bunny Man instead. (laughs) And let me tell you, we decided to play Super Bunny Man instead.
2: (laughs) Way too long.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) And what a joyous, Uh, joyous romp it it was.
2: It was a I, can't, I can't believe video games distracted you from <laughs> a video game podcast. It's weird.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't know if I, I'm going to be able to explain this game very well, but essentially you're two uh, men in bunny costumes and your controls are a move control stick, which kind of cartwheels your bunny men into, uh, they just kind of like cartwheel in an awkward position.
1: They're just like in a sitting position with their arms out, right? Yeah, they're kind of on. It's almost like there's an axis stuck in the middle of them and they just rotate on that. That's like it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And then you can also press the A button, which uh, kicks out your legs, which either makes you jump or you can kick the other player or kick (laughs) obstacles out of the way. And then there's also the RB button. Or no, it was LB which I allows remember. you to grab and you can grab onto surfaces or you can including uh, ice <laughs> you
1: yeah. can grab just a sheet of ice and just hang from it as one does
0: yeah and uh
1: i think that's a bunny thing i think but pretty sure bunnies can do that yeah they're right. out for so, grabbing where it comes from
0: kicking other bunnies off cliffs and uh <laughs> there's all, the goal is to make it from one end of the level to the other end of the level and that's it and don't forget the carrot no of course not there's also some little challenges so one is there's a carrot in every level you can grab onto the carrot and bring it to the end and that gives you a little medallion and there's also some speed running in there and I will say that Curtis and I laughed for a long time, and we probably spent like 45 minutes to an hour on one level determined to get the carrot.
1: But <laughs> That was the one where the block of ice went down the hill of ice, right? Yeah, you had to ride the You had to like jump off of it. <laughs>
0: yeah. But, that was
1: ridiculous.
0: I don't know. It's an early access game, but... If you, uh, it's got very, very inclusive online support that makes online really easily. So anyone's looking for a good co-op online multiplayer game, I recommend it.
1: Pretty sure it's, uh, up to four players too, right?
0: Yeah. I'm not clear on that one yet. If it's because it says party mode, I don't know if it's the levels or if there's like a separate Mm. mode or separate levels for the four people
1: could see a mode where it's just like a, s- a small stage and you got to be the last one on it like king yeah. of the hill and just got to <laughs> kick everyone off
0: that would be pretty
1: fun i mean just so everyone's clear like when you kick someone like another player it, like if you do it right it'll launch them like all the way across the screen it's not like you just <laughs> bump them like, you launch them Sometimes you do completely on accident. You start a level and you're like, all right, let's go. And you move forward and then you kick to keep going. And then you accidentally kick the other player just off the screen in the back and they die immediately. (laughs) Pretty. I thought it was hilarious.
0: Yeah, it was a great time.
1: It was a great time. Who uh,
2: makes this game?
0: I think this might be their one game that they have. (laughs) This is
2: like an indie thing.
0: Yeah, I'll grab it real quick on Steam and see if I can find it, which I can't. I don't know. Keep talking and I'll I'll blurt it out when I find it.
1: It just it just that, seems a like Caddobite. Yeah. 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 Never heard of
2: that. This must be this thing. feels
1: like someone thought you know what bunnies are really good at hopping make a game out of that and they just tried to make it as ridiculous as possible with just weird controls and that was the whole game mechanic and i mean i honestly they do a decent job of adding in new things to make it interesting you know like the first world was just grass so it's not i don't know it was fun once we got to the ice levels it's insane it's so funny you can just like lay on the ice and then kick and you just get so much momentum just sliding across the ice and then like there's ramps and all kinds of stuff and it's it's pretty funny. Yeah, you... curious to see what else they do in the other worlds actually, in the other levels.
0: Well, we saw yeah. the, the, we watched like the trailer and they were like riding a jet ski at one point.
1: <laughs> just like real bunny men. Gotta ride the <laughs> exactly. jet ski. Like a real bunny man. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it was a good time.
0: Great times.
2: Super All funny right. man. I'm done. Officially recommended by Chance Time Podcast. Yep. Paul, what's your thing?
0: Oh, real quick. It says well, I've only done one session of this game with Curtis, and it says 3.8 hours played. <laughs> we played this for almost four hours last week in one sitting
2: almost That's as great. long as an episode of chance time almost as long <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awesome uh okay is it is it my one thing now yeah uh okay uh i'm still playing lots of Pokemon Unite and Splitgate. Um, they're, both, they're both still fun. But also, I downloaded the demo of Tales of Arise this week. Do you guys know what Tales of Arise is? Uh, it
0: sounds familiar. I've heard the but... name.
2: No. Do you know anything about like the Tales of series? I actually did not know very much until recently. Is tales Is that the of symphonia? Tales of... Yes, yeah. tales of symphonia, tales of berseria, tales of all the tales of. It's only, like I've one only of really the heard of symphonia. Um, yeah, there's lots of them. It's actually one of the longest running series. Like it's like a Final Fantasy, where like. They keep making games in the series, but they're not necessarily connected to each other. They're just like like spiritual successors, I guess, to each other. Um, I have not played any of them, but Tales of Arise is just caught my attention, so I downloaded the demo, and it is pretty fun. And like... Pretty different than other JRPGs because it's real time battles, but it's like, like, it's almost like a fighting game where you're like, you can launch enemies into the air. And then if you pick the right things to do to follow up, you can like juggle the enemy in the air so you can like combo stuff together. So it's about like finding the longest combos and like the and timing your inputs, right? So they chain together. Um, Yeah, but you have a party of six characters and you pick which one you want to play as and you can change mid battle or you can like call in your teammates um, to like do boost attacks or companion attacks during the battle. And then there's like different states the enemies can be in anyway. So surprisingly complex, and interesting battle mechanics, but also, like, the characters are pretty interesting to me. I don't know. JRPGs are are always a gamble for me. I, like, I'm always interested at first, but then if I look into them, they can quickly, like, derail themselves by having characters who are too over-the-top or too... I don't know. Too cutesy or too ditzy or too... Like macho, I'm gonna save the university. Um, but Tales yeah. of Arise so far is is towing all those lines perfectly for me. So I actually was convinced. I pre-ordered the game, the full game, mostly because nothing else is coming out this fall that I'm interested in. So might as well go for it. Nice. <laughs> um I so it oh, go ahead. It's on PC and. Com- and non Nintendo consoles. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. I do kind of feel like that is a common trope in anime as well, where like the main character is maybe a little more dynamic than the others, but everyone else mm-hmm. is just like the most extreme version of one personality trait.
2: Right. Yeah, and I have the same reaction to a lot of anime where I'm like, I'm intrigued by this. But, nah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and I, I get that with a lot of JRPGs. But some JRPGs, like, break through and become... Like, I really love Dragon Quest XI, and that's part of why I'm taking the risk on Tales of Arise, because it, it feels similar in a lot of ways to me. Um, so hopefully it works out. So we will be returning to Tales of Arise in future one things, I'm sure. Um, but Season. not for a couple yeah. weeks. It it's comes out, out yet? No, yeah, it comes out September 10th, technically. Okay. Mm, but you too, made a too mistake. Long. I made a mistake.
0: Yeah, you should have bought WarioWare instead.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I figured you're going to buy WarioWare, so I'm going to play it eventually anyway, right?
0: Oh, I'm not sharing.
2: <laughs> That's the whole point <laughs> of the game. <laughs> so yeah there you go that's, I guess that's my one thing oh and I will say the demo is like a true demo it's like a kiosk demo like an old school demo where it's just like a, a random chunk of the game in like the middle of the game oh. and it like doesn't save your progress and it's like like if I don't know it's like half an hour and then it's just done it's like this just this one little area And it just gives you a taste of like, what's it like to play in the middle of the game and and then it's done. And then it unlocks like a special trailer for the character you played as in the demo that as far as I know, they have not put those trailers anywhere else. So the only way to see it is actually play the demo, which is interesting that they're committed to that. Um, So, yeah, kind of a flashback to. Old school demos that has made it into the digital download demo world so that's interesting too. that's cool Yeah, it's cool sounds right yeah so i guess you guys want to check it out it's free it's on playstation xbox and pc or not on pc the demo is not on pc but the full game is coming to pc i i don't know what that's about that's weird yeah yeah
1: so uh, it's cool though um, yeah, well, for
2: yeah.
1: my my one thing, real quick, uh, I've been playing around with Steam quite a bit and wireless connectivity and streaming and stuff. Um, but the one thing I was messing with for sure was the. It's called AirLink for the Oculus Quest. Um, it's a feature that they have in beta currently that basically just lets you connect to your PC with your Oculus Quest headset uh, wirelessly. You don't have to download a particular app. There's one called Virtual Desktop that a lot of people use, I know. Um, but you don't have to have a cable plugged into your PC from your headset. It's all wireless, and it's, they're still working on it in beta. Um, so I tried to set it up and downloaded a few free VR games on Steam just to try it out. And it's works. <laughs> they still need some work. But I was honestly kind of surprised at how well I mean it worked or a free software update, you know? Like, I was kind of impressed. A few instances where, like, I would move, like, I would bend over to do something or grab something off the ground, and, like, the view kind of just, like, stuttered as I bent over, which make, makes me feel a little sick when that kind of stuff happens. Um, I was, I was pretty impressed and played a game. I don't know, Ryan, if you've heard of this one. I think it's... Here, let me look it up. Yeah, it's called Super Raft Boat VR. I, I heard have of this? not
0: heard of that one.
1: Uh, it's free. So it's worth checking out. All it is is the world has been flooded. So you're just on an endless ocean on a little raft. And you have a hammer in one hand and gun in the other hand. And you have to defend your raft from like fish that try to like, flop on your raft and break it or seagulls. And then there's sharks too. Only thing I was a little disappointed with is with the hammer. Um, you can build new parts of the raft. All you do is just point and then hit a button, and then it just pops up. So you don't actually like swing a hammer, which I thought I'd have to go over there and like actually swing my hammer to build it. That was kind of weird, but whatever.
2: That's a then you just sit there and just
1: (laughs) yeah. You just sit there and shoot at stuff that's trying to take out your raft. So it's kind of fun, but. Legit scared me (laughs) because once the sharks get close, it's just the fins just stick out of the water, you know, classic shark move there and you can shoot the fins and they die and go away or whatever. Um, But once they get to your raft, they come out of the water. It's like that scene in Jaws, you know, spoilers for Jaws, but (laughs) (laughs) like towards the end of the movie where like he comes, like the shark comes up on the edge of the boat and the whole boat like tips over and the guy like slides and yeah. That's what it feels like. It just comes out of the water. It's huge and it starts just chomping through your raft. And I died once where I didn't realize there's a shark behind me and I was shooting that stuff. And then I went to look behind me and there's just a shark, a giant shark <laughs> in my face. And it freaked me out. The next thing I knew, I was sinking into the ocean. That was pleasant. That's it was awesome. Fun. Cool little game. That is fun. Tried that one. And the other one I tried was, it's called Gorilla Tag. I texted you, Ryan, about this one. You did. And if I don't know if you've gotten to try it. I it can make you really motion sick. It can make you really motion sick if you're Yeah. You know, is it if that happens to you, but is it one of those
0: <laughs> VR games where you kinda have to like hold and move your arm to move?
1: Yeah, so basically whole game is when you move your arms, like you're a gorilla basically without legs. Um and to move around, you swing your arms down and like it'll hit the ground in the game, and then you can like kind of launch yourself and throw yourself around. Mm. You can do it with both arms, with either arms. Basically, your hands will just kind of stick to stuff, kind of. That's the whole game, and then you're playing tag with other people that are also little gorillas. <laughs> That's the whole game.
0: It sounds great.
1: And. It <laughs> It's actually a lot of fun. I was just standing in my living room, just like waving my arms around, like trying to like wall jump up this huge tree and stuff. And I was having a great time until I was like getting good enough to climb these really tall trees, but then I'd fall. And falling that far in VR made me so sick. Oh yeah. Happened a couple times, and I was like, ah, nope, I have to be done. I'm gonna throw up. Like it was awful, but the game was still fun. I just need to figure out how to mute. People because everyone had mics on. There's some kids being annoying. Reminded me of playing Call of Duty back in the day on Xbox 360. <laughs> yeah,
0: they should ban uh, video games for kids.
2: Yeah. They should. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, they're, they're um, just lead on like the they're too violent and like ruining their minds, but really you just don't want kids. <laughs> I just don't want to
1: hear these kids talking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, there's some like a few me. kids saying really <laughs> inappropriate things. I was like, it's just gotta be a way to mute these guys. But other than that, it was like, honestly, a honestly really fun time. So I guess my thing is it's exciting where VR's going because I have this, you know, three hundred dollar headset that I connected wirelessly to my PC and played some PC VR games that were just there. <laughs> As I still remember like I don't know, even five years ago. The first VR headsets, you know, started to get a little more popular, but you still had to set up like cameras in the corners of a room and everything, you know, and have all the wires and stuff. Like it's pretty insane how far it's come. So it's pretty exciting.
0: Yeah.
1: It's becoming more and more accessible. And some of these games, like that raft or even Gorilla Tag, I'm pretty sure like won't take a lot of power to run. So pretty accessible that way too. Which is pretty cool. Exciting for VR.
0: Great
1: job, VR. job, VR. You're doing it, you? VR. Probably still buy a cable. Stuttering makes me sick, but it's getting there. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting there. Thank cool. Well, to today's topic, I have no segue. We're talking about Metroidvanias. excited.
0: i been playing a lot of... for the segue.
1: <laughs> but I don't know what that has to do with Metroidvania. <laughs> <I'm laughs>
2: official, of, <laughs> official noise of Metroidvania. <laughs> Is
1: there a race car Metroidvania I ever heard about?
0: <laughs> it's a great idea. We should jump on it. Well,
1: I'll play a racing Metroidvania. Anyway... <laughs> I mean, it could be it could it could be done. Um anyway. Now that we've nailed that segue, um yeah, Metroidvania.
2: Real topic of the show is race car Metroidvania. It's gonna race make race car it happen.
1: Metroidvania? I'm just trying to think how that would work. I'm sure someone could figure it out. Someone smarter than me can figure it out. Um Yeah. How do you guys feel about Metroidvania's? Is it a thing that you like? Are you kind of like whatever?
0: I will come uh, yeah, out by the gate and say it is a thing that I like.
2: Getting real personal here. <laughs> uh I will say Metroidvania seem like the the highest tier of gamer genre like all the hardest core gamers i know their favorite genre is metroidvania and i mostly don't like them (laughs) so you're just not hardcore
1: is what you're saying
2: yeah that's what i'm saying i (laughs) i am a poser and i know it but i'll find a way to live with myself
0: you know what i have to say about that right
2: uh, race car? No, I don't near. know. You have to see yours
1: is way better than
0: mine.
1: <laughs> mine was a little farther away. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was that all you were gonna say about that? Yeah, no, this is, this is it. Oh, that's it. Okay. <laughs> well, um, I typed up a quick history typed it up in five minutes so i'm probably missing stuff um but sense. history of the metroidvania i just think it's interesting because paul you're right like metroidvania is the most like gaming genre like it's the name of the genre is just two game series mashed together that we have metroid you know samus and all that and then the vania is from castlevania um but before I get to that, I would say the original Metroidvania is Metroid, okay, for the NES back in the 80s. Um, don't, I've actually never played that version very much. I don't know if you guys have.
0: For history's sake, I have dabbled with it, but I've never, yeah. like, beaten it from start to finish.
2: I'm in the but same boat. Yeah, I think i barely touched it.
1: I honestly don't think it's brutal, I guess. I don't think it's worth playing. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it was groundbreaking. I don't know if there were any other games doing what it did, you know, when it came out, but going back and playing it today is difficult. There's absolutely no map. I think the gameplay is just kind of real slow. I think you can aim just side to side and up and maybe down you move down when you jump i can't even remember
0: i but cannot remember either
1: <clears throat> i feel like maybe i don't know i can't remember but it's also really easy to get lost and not just because of lack of a map but like all the backgrounds of the screens are just black so it's easy to get lost in that sense too so
0: i will yeah. say though for the 80s and if you had, even in the 90s, if you had an NES and this was one of your like five games, I could see it becoming like a really great experience. If, because there were a lot of games that I had where I, like, I had such a limited amount of games that I, like, studied those games. And even if I beat it, since it was one of my few games I had, I would play it again because I wanted to play a game and like I would learn newer things about it and things like that. So I could see why it at least got a couple sequels in the early days.
1: Hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, it is worth mentioning that uh, it did get a sequel on the Game Boy. Oh, is it just Metroid 2 Samus Returns? I think yep. it's what it's called. Um, I've never played that one at all. Um, for the same reason where I feel like I'm just gonna get lost, and you know, it doesn't have a map. It's on Game Boy, so everything's just that weird green color. Um, I I feel like I'm kind of, I don't know. These, it's important to know that these are like really important games to this genre. Obviously, it's half of the genre name. Like these were groundbreaking games in that sense. Where I don't really think there were any games, you know, with the world that you have to go and explore and find different power ups to be able to progress through stuff. Um I don't know if there are any other games really doing that. Um then we get to the 90s with Super Metroid. A lot of people think this is um one of the best games ever made. Um Ryan might be one of those people. If he's not, he just really, really likes it. I'm right.
0: It's up there with my my top metroidvania games and i do think it's a great game so
1: paul have you ever played super metroid
2: i don't think so i was just Uh, curious (laughs) yeah so like i didn't have i mean this is i did not have i never had a super nintendo in my house uh so I, I miss I've missed some of the greats because of that. And yeah. I've never been convinced to go back, really.
1: Yeah, I've I've tried to play Super Metroid a lot. Um, never gotten through it for whatever reason. I don't want to get too much into it, um, but <clears throat> that's definitely not my favorite Metroid game, and not my favorite Metroidvania either. Um, I just feel like it plays really slow and just feels clunky. Uh, there's a lot of really cool things about it. Um, there's a ton of really cool YouTube videos going into the depth of the you know the design of Super Metroid and why it's so great. Um, so if people want to get into that, that's cool. I'm gonna keep going because this is supposed to be a brief history. Um, but yeah, with Super Metroid. There's another game that came out. Um, during that time frame, I don't remember the exact year it came out, um, but Castlevania Symphony of the Night um, is where the Vania part of Metroidvania, I think, really came into play. There were other Castlevania games before this, but they were mostly just you kind of go through the level and finish it kind of a game. As Symphony of the Night is where you go into Dracula's Castle. You have all these power-ups. Uh, you lose them. If I remember correctly, you went into death and he somehow removes all of your powers. And then kind of, as you progress through the castle, you regain your stuff and be able to get through different parts to go fight Dracula. Um, I haven't played Symphony of the Night. I have it on my PS4, and um, I'm planning to get around to it someday. I don't know if you guys have played it before.
0: Uh, Symphony of the Night, by the way, is 1997. I have started it and knew I would like it, and then for one reason or another did not keep playing. But have I always have it in the back of the, my mind that I will beat that game at some yeah. point.
1: Same. What about you, Paul? Any intentions of er- ever
2: going back and playing it? Uh, not Not so far, but maybe yeah, i should
1: i i want to go back and play it just because i've been getting so into metroid lately i want to like go back and see where it really kind of took off and i feel like super metroid and symphony of the Night is where it took off you know um because from there i feel like these two series were the two series that were really kind of keeping the metroidvania thing going uh Metroid Fusion came out it's on the Game Boy Advance. That was my first Metroid I played through, and I really enjoyed it. I know a lot of people think it's kind of like the low point of the series, but... Disagree. It's one of my... What?
0: I think it's I think it's up there with Super Metroid, honestly, in my personal opinion.
1: Yeah. I loved Metroid Fusion. I had a great time playing that. Although it freaked me out a little bit when I was playing it. I don't know how old I was, like 10? And the SAX... Terrified me. <laughs> you scared? Um just, SAX was scary, man. even though I just that one cutscene where it zooms in on its face, terrifying. Yeah. Um I didn't like that. Um uh, another game for the Metroid series was Zero Mission, which was a remake of the original Metroid. Um, another reason why I don't think the original Metroid is really worth going back and trying to play all the way through because there's this remake, which I think pretty great too um and see from there it was i think after that the last 2d metroid was 2018 with uh, the return of samus which is a remake of metroid 2 samus returns um which i played on 3ds and also really enjoyed Uh, meanwhile castlevania was doing its thing they had I, i don't remember how many two or three games on uh, game Boy Advance following in the same structure as Symphony of the Night, as well as a few on the DS. The only one of those I played was Portrait of Ruin, but I really enjoyed that game too. Um, yeah. From there, finish off a brief history. Themes um, these days most of Metroidvanias are basically just a lot of really great indie games. Um, for example, Hollow Knight, uh, the Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, um there's a ton of them now when i say that i can't think of any of them um axiom verge was, a ton.
0: wasn't one of the what? first ones cave story
1: yeah yeah cave story when was that that was a long time ago wasn't it i thought it was fairly recent when i heard about it apparently it was like 2009 or something
0: 2004 is what i'm seeing here
1: oh that far back okay yeah so yeah um i feel like these days indie. um uh
2: did you say Ori? kind of carrying that did you say what did you say ori aren't those metroid games
1: yeah oh yeah that's the other big one the two ori games Guacamelee. are both really great games too, too. guacamelee it's really a ton um so kind of going off that i guess what's uh and what would you say makes a Metroidvania a Metroidvania game?
0: Uh, it's hard to really describe it, I feel, but I would say it's when you... I would say for the most part it's a 2D game, and when certain... It's one big map, and you kind of explore that map throughout the whole game, But there are parts of the map that are locked off and you have to get an ability and go back to that part that will kind of let you, uh, the ability that you gain will let you unlock the part of the map that was previously locked. And you progress kind of in that way by backtracking a lot and gaining new abilities. Does that make sense? Um, yeah.
2: Absolutely. Uh, so here's here's the thing. You said mostly 2D.
0: Yes.
2: Uh I heard a lot of people refer to Jedi Fallen Order as a Metroidvania. Do you consider Jedi Fallen Order a Metroidvania? I do not. Okay.
0: I also do not consider uh the recent game, Returnal, as a Metroidvania
2: oh yes yeah a lot of people they say that that just because it has like metroid vibes of like alien planets and stuff no there's the like you get the the hook shot thing that opens up new areas like you get different abilities that open new areas of the map for sure
0: i think that they do have like metroidvania elements but i kind of think most 3d games a lot of the time require backtracking
1: i think a big part of it is just having an interconnected map that like you said you backtrack and go through um cause, i mean one series of games we've neglected to mention or at least i neglected to mention in my brief history of metroidvanias is metroid prime which is a 3d metroid game and i feel like that's a metroidvania right? Do you think
0: that, like, Zelda Ocarina of Time is a metroidvania? No. Because I kind of think that they're similar. Where, like, Ocarina of Time has a big map and you can go anywhere you want. But there's certain areas locked off until you do certain temples and get items that allow you to progress. And it's it's a bit more linear, but I feel like most Metroidvanias have the same amount of linearity.
2: Hmm. Okay, interesting.
1: Do you agree? I don't with know
2: situation?
1: that. Well, I don't know. I don't think that Metroidvania has to be in two D. Okay. Um, I just think that there's like very few. 3d metroidvanias the only one i can really point to is just metroid prime i heard uh like I, there's a lot of games that you could argue are metroidvania-ish um the original dark souls you can even argue that because it has a large interconnected map that loops back in and around on itself a whole a lot you know where you start at one point go through a whole bunch of level, like, part of this level and stuff, and then all of a sudden you take an elevator, and all of a sudden you're back where you originally started, and then you have a shortcut to get back to this part of the first level, that kind of stuff, you know? So, like, that kind of interconnectedness of the map, you could argue, is in Metroidvania, but at the same time, it's not because you're not, like, gaining new abilities, it's just you exploring, you know? Uh, I think there's hints of in a lot of these games but the only 3d one that i could think of is probably metroid prime that series Mm -hmm. i haven't really played those in a long time either so i can't really remember super well anyone wants to write in and correct us on that feel free to
0: metroid prime famously is one that i might have told this before but i got it the day it came out was really excited played it for about an hour and wasn't really feeling it, and I immediately took it back. And it's something oh. I regret because I think I would like it now. Yeah.
1: Thing that threw me off was the controls, honestly. Yeah. Because <clears throat> it doesn't have the twin stick controls like other first-person shooters. Mm-hmm. Some of the GameCube version. Um, it was weird. The version is different because you just point at the screen and then you move with the. But it feels like a twin stick, except instead of a right stick, you just point at the screen with the Wii remote, which works really well,
2: honestly. Yeah. It's a great way to play that. But anyway. um, uh, Just so you guys know, I'm Googling on Reddit right now. I, I Googled, which took me to Reddit, I guess is what I should say. <laughs> uh, for examples of 3D Metroidvanias, and no one there can agree either. Uh, a particularly controversial entry is Batman Arkham Asylum, mm-hmm. which some people, uh, one person says, fits to a T, and another person says, there's no platforming, so it can't be a Metroidvania. So there you go. Mm, this is okay. this is a topic of debate, Interesting. for sure.
1: People just can't dis- decide on what mechanics make a Metroidvania. I don't know if right. I'd consider platforming like, must have in a metroidvania, a lot of them have them right because mostly because it's 2D. Most Metrovenias are 2D, so the way it, the map has to be structured where it goes on top of itself and you know, like it sprawls out. There's you know what I mean, but you have to climb up in a lot of instances, which requires platforming and stuff. I'd say,
0: I will say, like, the first thing, you know, the first very first thing on Wik- the Wikipedia article for Metro vania where under gameplay concepts, it does say the term Metroidvania is most often used to refer to a platforming game, and then it continues to describe other features that we've described
1: interesting, okay,
0: but Wikipedia is edited by people with opinions, so what do they know?
1: <laughs> I'll just throw my hat in the ring and say that. Power-ups and exploration, like discovering things, to me, is what's most important in the Metroidvania.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, platforming is just kind of a means of transportation, big ground in a lot of these games, you know? There's not a lot... Like Ori, the Ori games, the two that I could say, these games have like great platforming. A lot of other games, mostly, you just feels more like you're just kind of hopping around on platforms you know like you know what i mean <laughs> it's, it's still platforming it's still platforming yes it's, i don't know i just feel like it's kind of their necessity almost
0: and i don't want to belabor the point but i do think that you could say the same thing about 3d spaces and they're just all action adventure games. Yeah. I don't know. Well, that doesn't
1: really make sense, but whatever. Let me ask you guys: What you guys? What's the most mechanic? Or what's the most important mechanic in the Metroidvania to you?
0: Probably. Probably the big map big map with the stuff locked away where you like can see a secret that you want to get but you know you can't and you kind of make those connections in your brain of like oh there's like a really high platformer I must get a double jump later on or something hmm. or like oh there's like this weird like hole in the wall I, I must get like a grappling hook to like hook onto to it and yeah. get across you see
1: map certain map. things like popping up yeah across the map in different places yeah
2: like that has to be for something yeah uh to borrow a phrase from this reddit thread i think the most the most distinctive feature of Metroidvania's is utility-based progression that's what they called it, which is kind of what Ryan, Ryan just described, yeah. where progress is is based on getting an ability or a tool rather than like leveling up a character per se. Yeah, but that takes us back to the Zelda debate because that's a big part of Zelda games as well. Yeah, uh, I guess not Breath of the Wild so much like Breath of the Wild. You get all the all the utilities right in the beginning. But definitely, a enough time. It feels like a
1: lot of Zelda games, though, you get, like, the item in that dungeon, then you use it throughout the dungeon. But right, apart that's from true. that, you don't use it to, at least not a whole lot in the overworld.
0: hmm I feel like that's the same in Ori, though. And Hollow Knight, too. Wherever you get the item, you usually use it in that area that you Most, got it.
1: Yeah. I don't know but at least at least in those two examples in Hollow Knight and Ori, especially uh at both of them. Especially Ori though, um, getting like the dash and the double jump and the what's the one? Bash. That's one like one of my favorite Metroidvania abilities is the bash ability where you can like get close to an enemy or like lanterns and stuff and then redirect yourself and kind of launch yourself in an opposite direction. Makes for a ton of fun in platforming and in some combat scenarios too. Um, that's like I was constantly using that ability after I got it in uh, Ori, you know. And same thing for Hollow Knight. Um, <clears throat> a lot of the abilities I got, like the Shadow Dash, I'd use a lot in combat as well. Yeah, Double Jump I use a lot in combat. Um, you know, that's a couple examples. I feel like I end up using that throughout the whole game, kind of thing. Those might be just very specific examples, you know? I don't know. That's probably why they're some of my favorite abilities in Metroidvanias, just because of how much you get to use them in satisfying ways throughout the game.
0: Yeah, that is cool.
1: Paul, I have a question for you. I know you haven't played a lot of Metroidvanias. <laughs> uh, what would it take to make you to like really want to play
2: and finish? yeah so i a hundred percented guacamole the first one like i got the i got the true ending and everything um but i i was not unscarred by the experience there was some of that platforming that that really took me to to my edge um you know, really had to push myself to even keep trying. Um, Generally, in video games, I don't like it when, like, the, the point of the game is you don't know what to do, and the only way to find out is just poking around and hmm. that may be like a a failing on my part of some sort i should want to work hard and try hard or whatever but i can't make myself like it and a lot of metroidvanias really depend on you're just gonna keep trying and you're gonna be lost and you're gonna poke at stuff and to me it's just like i don't want to waste my time i you know i i want i want to progress and i want to uh, you know, see the content, and and be done with this game. <laughs> uh, you know, I want to move on to the next thing. I don't want to just be stuck here and frustrated. And you know, I I fully admit that this is probably bad. <laughs> like this is a this <laughs> a character failing of some part uh, on my part. Uh, but that's no, I can't I say I, that I can't make myself get over it. I just like I want. I want to know what to do um, in my video games. I want to progress. And I guess that's why I like a lot of like open world and more RPG-style games, where it is just about the constant progression. Um, I tried Hollow Knight and really did not enjoy my time with it. Because um, that one felt like it was bullying me for not knowing what to do. Like it took my stuff away and it made me fight to get it back. And I was usually fighting in a part that was already difficult anyway. And when I died to the boss, I had to do a bunch of stuff that I already knew I could do, but I had to do it all again just to fight the boss. I just wanted to just let me try the boss again. Don't make me do all the stuff that you know I can do and I know I can do, but I have to do it all again every single time just to get back to this one boss. so to answer your actual question, what it would take to get me to play a Metroidvania. Uh, the reason I played Guacamelee! is I love the combat and I love the theming and like art style. So I guess if other aspects of the game are intriguing enough, I can I can push myself to do it. Um, but like all the popular Metroidvanias recently haven't had like the right blend to just intrigue me enough. Like I actually do not like the art of Hollow Knight. Like, you know, like I respect it, but I, it's just not for me. Like, I don't know. I don't like bugs. Sorry. Um... I was just going to (laughs) say,
0: I, I, when I got Hollow Knight and was loving it, I remember working with you and I think I might've been part of the reason why you tried it. Yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember you specifically saying, I just don't like bugs.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Again, probably another it's shallow weird. thing, but No, I uh, I think it's great.
1: I personally like the weird it yeah, feels like, yeah, this like giant epic game of a fallen kingdom that you're exploring, but it's just bugs. Right. Like you're tiny. Like it's weird. I like the weird contrast of that personally.
2: Yeah, and I get that. Uh, yeah, I could see. Like, like I think it's very well done. And it's, like, super distinctive. Like, you know it's Hollow Knight. Like, nothing looks like Hollow Knight, which I really respect. Um, yeah, so I guess if there's just enough other things to to get me into it, I, I can push myself to do it. But yeah, Hollow Knight, I didn't love. Uh, Ori looks really cool, but um I have the the main problem of Ori is when it was really big. I didn't have a platform that could play it. I guess I do now technically, but people have kind of moved on. I will say
0: uh. Ori might be your best bet because there is a system i I can't remember if you unlock this or if it you get it right out of the gate, but you eventually on the map it tells you where everything is oh yeah if you want to get the collectibles you know exactly where you have to go
1: yeah Yeah, i think it's a perk you can unlock just with skill
2: points that you get naturally as you play Mm, yeah right but yeah um i mean i also played i don't know if that probably doesn't child of light the like Ubi art game kind of had some Metroid elements. I don't think it's technically a Metroidvania. um, But it had some elements of that, of like backtracking and the big map and like I don't know if it actually had... I don't remember if you could fly from the beginning or if you learn how to fly and then you can get to new areas. Anyway. um, Also, is Dead Cells a Metroidvania?
0: I think it's supposed to be but I... I feel like it's it, kind of. I didn't really play Dead Cell, so I don't know. Yeah, but it, it seems hard. I don't personally to think to be it a is. Like, okay. and Metroidvania. I
1: yeah, like it kind of really sounds like. Yeah, it kind of sounds like it's not for the same reasons that people, like you were saying, uh, that uh, Returnal isn't. It's yeah, because you do get a few like, quote unquote upgrades that let you get to a new area. Right. I feel like that's all it really does is get you to a new area, and then you just keep playing it as you were before.
2: Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's also not a genre that I have the nostalgia with, so it's harder for me to get into it. But anyway, right. my answer for this has gone on long. I guess to summarize, it, it has to have enough other things that like hook me because the genre itself is not a hook enough for me, like it is for a lot of people.
0: Would cool. you guys say <clears throat> Metroidvanias were the open worlds of the 2D era?
2: Whoa.
1: <laughs> probably, honestly.
2: Probably, yeah. Yeah.
1: Because you couldn't do, yeah, they probably just had to do it on a scaled-down version and kind of put box and keys and stuff, in a sense, you know, in place, so you can't beatily go everywhere. Yeah.
0: Man, and so I wonder if that, for a long time, was what seemed the most open in gaming, and maybe that's what kind of pushed their popularity through.
1: Yeah. Well, maybe the original Zelda was the original open-world game. That's true. You You kind of just go wherever you want. Yeah. Well, real quick, just to kind of highlight some of the recent, not recent, but, you know, Metroidvania games that have out in the past few years and whatnot. There's just, I just think it's cool, because um, Paul is mentioning that, you know, he needs, like, a hook. cool thing about a lot of recent Metroidvanias, at least from the indie space, is different takes that everyone's take putting on it, you know? Like, Ori has a lot of... uh Emphasis on the platforming, which really shows in my opinion, especially in the first one when that was like all that game was was just pure platformer. Um they had some great set pieces, or in the place of a boss, really, they had just wild set pieces where you had to platform your way through. Um yeah, there's a been a ton of a hollow knight I feel like is kind of like a Dark Souls of Metroidvania's, the combat and everything. Yeah. And then the mechanic where you lose your drop your stuff when you die and you have to go back and get it. No. Ryan, can you think of any off the top of your head? Cool. Um
0: I I've dabbled in a bunch and there's been a lot that I've that have seemed interesting, but I think I kind of burnt myself out on Metroidvanias for a while. Um but I think each of them. I I think you hit the two big ones. I know Guacamele is a a big one.
1: Yeah. So uh, that's kind of like a brawler, the way it plays, right? The combat. Yeah. That's that sounds like a lot of fun. I want to get to that one too.
0: Axiom Verge is another one that that people really like. I've played a little of that one, and that's, that's pretty good. Kind of more one I want to shout out is Gato Robato, which is yeah. like it's a really short metroidvania but they really like condense a lot of the best parts um but i have played a, a iconoclasts is one that i i started playing that was really cool um there was one i forget what it's called i think it's like aquaria or something where you're like a mermaid kind of lady and you're like exploring the ocean i um, never heard of that one yeah, that one's a pretty cool one. There's an insanely twisted UFO, something like that, is another one that you're a UFO. And it's like a big... There's so many that, that people are making. Um, but I, I kind of think that the popular ones are popular for a reason. Like Ori and Hollow Knight really shine in a sea of Metroidvanias and like bloodstained mm-hmm. i think that had mixed reviews due to like a, a sketchy launch where they had a lot of bugs and things like that but i know people who really love that one too and that kind of harkens more towards the like the gothic monster yeah. style more like a slavania yeah. feel
1: yeah. i think it was made by the, one of the guys that like basically did symphony of the night isn't it i remember
0: yeah i think that's i I don't really remember, but that sounds right. <laughs> um well,
1: a couple others I want to shout out real quick. I think you said them. Um, um, uh, the messenger. I just oh, played yeah. that one. Great game. Um, that one's interesting.
0: Less mature. Oh,
1: I feel like people could argue that it's not, but I you don't know. Cats meowing at me. um The other one is Yoku's Island Express. Which is really interesting because it's a Metroidvania pinball game. where You get around places. It's a pinball. You're, I think you play as a dung beetle, and you push your not a dung beetle, but you got like a ball, and you're a little beetle, and you push it around, and then you'll go into little sections where there's like pinball flippers, and then you just play pinball with them and like launch them around, and you get then you get up to a new place, and then you just keep going. It's pretty interesting. It's kind of fun, and then you get little power ups to get through certain sections, but. It's the only other one I wanted to Yeah, I think you already pointed out the other ones
2: uh, I the, wanted
1: to.
0: I think the the Swapper, is that the one I'm thinking of, is a big one. Uh, it might not be. There's one where you're like on Mars, and I know people really, really loved that game. It might be the what,
2: Swapper. Yeah, the Swapper is a big indie game. I don't know enough about it to know if it's Metroidvania, though. Uh, so in talking about this, I looked up on steam, the tag Metroidvania top sellers with the Metroidvania tag on steam. Number one, hollow Knight. Number two, Ender lilies. Never heard of that. One just came out recently, I think. Yeah. Number three, star Wars Jedi fallen order. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, Dead Cells. <laughs> uh, and then something called Grime that I haven't heard of. Uh, Ori and the Will of the Wisp. And then the one I really want to get to, Control. I would not... I would not call Control a Metroidvania, but that is interesting. That is interesting.
0: It's such a, a hot marketing word for video games.
2: True. People like...
0: If you say... Like, if you put something that's barely a Metroidvania element in a game and call it a Metroidvania, yeah. like, I think people really respond to that. Yeah.
2: And it's kind of like soul, like Souls-like is starting to lose its meaning for the same reason.
0: Yeah. And I, yeah. I do think that uh, Dead Cells is the biggest example of this. Where, like, I heard mm-hmm. a lot of people say it's a roguelike Metroidvania. And I think that got a lot of people into it. And I think it it might have made people like it more. <laughs> that might be a stress. It's one ride. of the reasons
1: I wanted to try it personally.
2: Yeah. That might
1: be one of the reasons why I kind of went cold on it.
2: Because it wasn't enough.
1: It wasn't really metroidvania
2: to me at all. No. Well, interesting. Cool. I feel like this debate will continue. Yeah. I
1: think it will because I think people value certain mechanics in Metroidvanias more than other people. So I think it's going to be debated a long time. And I kind of wait for the day when there's a big AAA Metroidvania. And I'd just be curious to see what a big AAA company would do, you know? I don't like how Returnals, the big AAA um, roguelite Warcraft. game. I feel like I don't know if there's really been one at least recently uh, for metroidvania so the last i could really think of is probably you know the metroid prime series well i feel like even nintendo's maybe metroid dread will be it
2: i was gonna say metroid dread is if it's not it it is it'll be a like a a sign of things to come if it does really well Mm -hmm. i think someone else will try it if it doesn't i think it will remain an indie thing
0: yeah, I uh, I honestly think it's going to remain an indie thing cuz I I think Metroid Dread will be a great game, but I do not think it'll be a great Metroidvania game.
2: Oh, interesting. Such yeah. a prediction. Yeah. That's a good prediction.
0: I don't know. I just have this feeling that it's going to be more similar to the remake of Samus Returns, which yeah. I don't think was, like, it was a great game, and a great Metroid game, but I don't think it was anything compared to, like, Hollow Knight or Ori and the Blind Forest or anything like that.
1: Yeah, I'd agree with that. I kind of played it, then finished it and moved on. I didn't really think about it. Like, nothing really stuck with me from that game, you know? Yeah. It's that one robot fight. That was pretty intense. Anyway... This is where we're going to end our episode we're trying to be shorter <laughs> and we're already just we just keep talking
0: just for today that's okay don't worry the next episode so today. Will be four hours this, long. We'll like make, yeah
1: we'll make up for it we'll make up for it
0: and everyone be grateful because i did have a like 30 minute rant on why you both are wrong that super metroid is worth playing right now and is the one of the best just... games
1: we should all just play Metroid, Super Metroid and have an episode just about Super Metroid.
0: Did I say Super Metroid or did I say something else?
1: You said Super Metroid.
0: Because yeah, that's
1: what I meant. We'll talk about that off air. Fauntlet okay. um, But if you guys, <laughs> you guys being the listeners, uh, <laughs> feel like we left out a, a particular Metroidvania game or... Um, want to chime in on the great metroidvania debate what makes in metroidvania email us at uh what was it chance time podcast at gmail.com <laughs> it's
0: good to have you back that's guys. it we always forget <laughs> to say that thanks for coming to see james
2: bye
1: okay well yeah thanks for coming to see james